You are listening to Verbal Manage, where words do remain. Welcome to this episode of the podcast series Right the Wrongs. Every Wednesday and Saturday, Right the Wrongs raises public awareness on pressing human rights issues and creates an incubator of activism. I'm Sophia, and today we're focusing on the reawakening of troubles in Northern Ireland. Indeed, the recently erupted turmoil has a long and disturbing history. The persistent Catholic Republican and Protestant Unionist tension finds its origin around the 17th century. An assiduous Irish fidelity to Catholicism posed a threat to England due to the possible alliance with other Catholic and hostile to Protestantism powers, such as Spain and France. The later invasion and colonization with Protestant settlers took place on the Irish island, marking the very beginning of a prolonged sectarian violence. Resorting to bribery and patronage, the 1800 Act of Union was introduced, leading to the creation of the United Kingdom with the establishment of centralized power in London and complete abolition of local parliaments. In 1916, an impactful armed rebellion organized by the Military Council of the Irish Republican Brotherhood consequently led to the Irish War of Independence. That took place from 1919 to 1921. The war terminated with the Anglo-Irish Treaty, establishing the Irish Free State, the population of which was primarily Catholic. Northern Ireland was under the Protestant domination and opted out of the Irish Free State, reigniting the tension. Moreover, the segregationist system was implemented in education, where state schools remained predominantly Protestant. The sustaining inequalities provoked the emergence of the civil rights movement in 1967. Daily violent acts and clashes during the August 1969 riots, along with the 1972 Bloody Sunday, led to the deployment of the British Army, which fiercely fought against the Irish Republican Army. Taken as political prisoners, the Irish Republicans did not give up their rebellious spirit and organized unconventional ways of expressing their goals and desires via, for example, the blanket protest in 1976, the dirty protest in 1978, and the hunger strike in 1981. By 1997, the place for negotiation was organized by Tony Blair that consequently provided a common ground in 1998. Known as the Good Friday Agreement, it put an end on the tenacious violence. As countries prepare to celebrate the 23rd anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, another wave of mayhem brought Northern Ireland to front pages of international platforms. The main reason behind the widespread discontent are the Brexit outcomes, as well as the COVID-19 pandemic and the ambivalently controlled restrictions. While one side of the country that is involved into a tied flow of goods and labor from and to the Republic of Ireland opposes the potential imposition of new checks on the previously unrestricted border, the pro-British, or citizens that identify themselves as British, state that seeking the solution at the Irish border disrupts the supply and trade links with the rest of Britain. Facing a choice between the creation of the Irish Sea border or a hard border separating Northern Ireland and the Republic places the United Kingdom in a no-win situation 
as any choice will upset one part of the population or another. On top of that, controversial decision of the police not to disrupt the mass gathering at the funeral of the Irish Republican Army commander Bobby Story, albeit the restrictions on mass gatherings in place, destabilized the situation. Among the mourners, one could find the leaders of the Sinn Féin party placing the Protestant-Catholic relations once again into an unrest. Because up here we sacrifice our children to feed them. What is peculiar in the ongoing situation in Northern Ireland is the mass involvement of underage protesters, as young as 13. They too throw gasoline bombs and actively participate in the acts of violence. Persuasion of children by parents and adult relatives to adhere to the violent behavior and vandalism was claimed to be an act of child abuse by the Irish Children's Commissioner Kolya Suma. To make sure the current arrest will not repeat the fate of the preceding century, all political leaders, be it Boris Johnson or Mihail Martin, called the public to honor the Belfast Agreement, attempting to avoid a further development of the religious cleavage. We all will follow the development of this situation. That's the end of today's episode on the current situation in Northern Ireland. Feel free to engage with us on our social media channels. Send us your opinions, comments, or further questions by following us on Facebook and Instagram. And join us for further discussions on our Telegram group or leave us a comment at theverbamanandpodcast at gmail.com. This episode was written by Sophie and Francois, recorded by Sophia, produced and presented by Tanfin Plume, and brought to you by Right the Wrongs under Verbermanand. You can find the program wherever you find your podcasts, bringing you detailed updates on pressing human rights issues. Till next time, take care. How we're still at it in our own place, still trying to reach the future through the past, still trying to carve tomorrow from a tombstone. But hey, don't listen to me. Is this one man to be no sad We've heard too much of that before. Right now, I only want to be here with you till the morning dew comes falling. I want to take you to the And trace your footprints in the sand And in the evening when the sun goes down We'll make love to the sound